0: Have you seen those articles on exercise and your period, how to work out with your cycle? You know what I'm talking about, right? The articles, the Instagram posts, maybe even the infographic, but is it really that simple just to divide it into four phases? And can one of those recommendations really give you everything you need to know about how to work out during each phase of your menstrual cycle? Exactly. Let's talk about it. By the way, I'm Jenny Holbert, if we haven't met, and I'm all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. WILD actually stands for Women Into Living Their Dreams, because I believe that when we take care of our bodies, we can take all the adventures and live our one wild life. So thank you for being here, and here's the Wild Wellness Podcast. I totally get why recommendations on how to work out in sync with your cycle is something that women want. They just want to know what to do. And if it's something that could help their hormones or help with decreasing PMS, then yes, tell me all about it. It's the same with recommendations on how to eat in each phase of your cycle, right? We just want to know what to do. Like give me a blueprint or a recipe to follow. So I get it. But I want to share why this doesn't always work to follow generic recommendations you see and what you can do instead. But first, we need to talk about what being consistent in workouts means to a lot of women. And this may or may not be you, but you can decide that after we talk about it. So I think that part of the motivation where this whole thing comes from is, you know, wanting to know what to do, wanting to know how to sweat in sync with our cycle, is that we want to be consistent. We want to follow some kind of plan because we feel more motivated or accountable when we do that. So even though we don't always feel motivated or like we have a consistent plan to follow, so that's why it's enticing to actually have something to follow. So if you're thinking about a consistent plan, it often reads, work out five to seven days a week, 30 minutes to one hour a day, do a combination of cardio, strength, and stretching, right? But the thing is, working out consistently, to me anyway, doesn't necessarily mean doing it every day. And it certainly doesn't mean doing the same thing every day. So, training recommendations, exercise suggestions that are not based on our cyclical bodies would read this way. They would just give a generic recommendation to work out five to seven days a week, 30 minutes to one hour a day, combination of cardio strength and stretching. And so, we're all familiar with this concept of a warm up and a cool down in a workout, right? So instead of this consistent plan that means you kind of do the same thing every day or you're consistent from week to week doing the same thing, think of the warm-up and a cool-down in a workout as being sort of a micro-representation of what our month looks like. In my programs, I teach about the base, build, peak... And recovery phases of the cycle. And these correspond with the phases you might be familiar with the menstrual, follicular, ovulatory, and luteal phases. And so knowing where you are and what the goal of each one is is really important. And the reason they're a micro representation is because they're not all the same. They each have a different flavor to them. And basically, throughout the month, we go from a warm up to a workout phase to more of a cool down phase. And so that's why I say that that concept of a warm up and a cool down in a workout is sort of a a micro representation or something that we can also think about in terms of what our month looks like. So when I see recommendations on exercise and your menstrual cycle, I'm talking about the ones that are pretty generic and try to fit it into four boxes where you do yoga in the menstrual phase do HIIT training, high-intensity intervals in the follicular, do spin class in the ovulatory phase or a group fitness class, and do Pilates in the luteal phase, there's a lot of challenges that I see with that or where it can be a bit confusing because, first of all, The intensity of a yoga class in the menstrual phase may be a restorative class or it could be a hot yoga class. And so a lot of times they're not specific on what kind of intensity is involved in that phase. And just giving a generic exercise doesn't really tell you much because you can do just about any exercise at a range of intensities, depending on how you personally approach it. And a lot of times these recommendations just sort of suggest that you go harder in the first part of your cycle and you go easier in the second part of the cycle. And I'm not saying that any of these things aren't good starting points. And I know sometimes I've probably made it sound oversimplified too, (laughs) but that's why I wanted to highlight this because here's why and when those generic recommendations don't work. What if you don't really have a desire for all four of these different types of exercises? What if you're a runner or someone who likes to walk every day and do yoga? How do you apply this to work with your body's rhythms? Because like I said, you have four different types of exercise that are often recommended for four phases of the cycle, just to simplify it and give you a starting point. But again, that doesn't always work if you're just not into those things. And you might look at that or someone Might look at that and think, well, I don't like Pilates or I don't like yoga. And then they're just sort of lost as to how to apply that or what to do. Now, a lot of times recommendations will offer more information about what's going on hormonally during those phases of the cycle. And sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it can still be confusing because what if you're supposed to feel energized in the follicular and ovulatory phases, just like the articles say, just like the podcast says? But you just don't. And this is where I'm thankful to have a background in exercise physiology and the psychology of fitness because our experience and motivation is so individual like everything else. And that's why in my program, Wild Fem Fit, for example, I like to teach women how to adapt their workout based on their own cycle. And I also have a training in the workout without burnout blueprint on using intuition to guide your workouts and not just follow a four phase approach, but actually know how to adjust it based on how you're feeling, because it's true that we can get pretty dogmatic about workouts, just like we do with food, like have to eat paleo. It's all about keto, vegan, gluten-free, etc. Like maybe we think, well, I'm a runner or I do yoga or I'm into weight training and it's okay to have preferences. Obviously that's what a lot of us do, but notice if those preferences change with your own personal cycle. And rather than thinking there's something wrong with you or being frustrated perhaps with not knowing what to do if you don't feel like running, listen to your body and see what it shows you. And then as I said, there's ways that you can adjust this based on no matter what it is you love to do, whether it is that you're primarily a runner or whether you're someone who does yoga and likes to walk, it doesn't have to look like these four different types of exercise in your cycle. So I just wanted to reiterate that, that if you're someone who maybe doesn't do Pilates and you look at the recommendations and see that in the luteal phase of the cycle that that's a recommended exercise, you might think, well, should I not do what I normally do? Should I not run? Should I not do yoga? Should I not just go for a walk? And it can be pretty confusing to see these quote-unquote rules or recommendations and not really know how to apply them. So I want to give you just a few hints here to get you started. If for example, you're not feeling as energized as you thought you would, but you still want to show up and move your body because in hearing from other women's experiences and just reflecting on my own, I know that this is sometimes One of the biggest challenges you're sort of at a loss of what to do when you don't feel motivated. And especially if you're in a phase of the cycle where you're expecting to. So some hints to help you get going and show up and move your body, even if you aren't feeling it the way that you expected that you would number one, you could try a longer warm up. number two, do a shorter workout three, add more rest in between your sprints or your intervals, take the modified version in class, plan in an extra rest day. Just take the rest day, start the workout, and then decide to do something completely different than you had planned. If you need to personally, I've learned that being more diverse with my movements serves me a lot better these days. So where I I was often very singularly focused as a runner with my movement, very specific instead of more general, then I'm just suggesting that maybe more diversity is something to consider as well. Maybe if you are consistently just not feeling as motivated for something, try doing something else for a while and stop trying to do that thing every day or five to six days a week so i hope this helps i hope that you're taking away some practical ways you can adjust based on how your body's feeling and if you did take something away from this i'd love to hear about it you can leave a review and comment on the podcast And one more thing, if you haven't yet taken my quiz on your workout style by nature, you can go answer a few questions now at jennyholbertcom forward slash quiz. The link is in the show notes. It's a fun way to see which season you naturally embody in your workouts and in your workout style so that you know what your commitments could be to stay focused and what your greatest challenges might be. Again, the link is in the show notes, jennyholbertcom forward slash quiz. Thank you so much for listening, for showing up. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.